Hello, welcome to the third episode of Kush Talk. My name is Mariam Bogheri and in this episode, I'm talking with Arezu Ramazani, the selected artist of the exchange program between Kushk Residency and Keshkemet Film Animation Studio in Keshkemet, Hungary. This exchange program was in collaboration with European Union National Institutes for Culture that we know as UNIQUE and happened in November 2018. In the years of 2017 and 2018, Kushk had two collaborations with UNIQUE which led to an artist exchange program between Kushk and nine other artist residencies in the countries of Italy, Spain, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Poland, Hungary, Belgium and Greece. Arezu Ramazani was born in 1990 in Tehran. She received her BFA in Visual Communication from the Tehran University of Art, where she also got her MFA in Animation. She pursued her second master's in the UK at the Arts University of Bournemouth with full scholarship in Animation Production. She has worked with several animation studios in the UK, such as Unanico Group and Brickwall. She has developed her evocative style in painting with inks and monetizing through her online shop. Currently, she's working as a freelancer and her artworks have been sold worldwide. Thank you so much, Arezu, for accepting our invitation to share your experiences with our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Let's start with one of the main issues of artists when they want to apply for any open call, that is, how to write a good proposal. Since you have written many proposals for different projects, and I know you help others to write their proposals, motivation letters, or statements, you are somehow a master in writing proposals. So, as a first question, I want to ask you, how do you write a persuasive and captivating proposal? <laughs> first of all, uh, thank you. I really do hope that I'm a master at this, uh, but I don't really think so. Um, but, you know, one of the main factors on writing proposals is that, um, I mean, if you want to write a proposal for different things, whereas it's for your work, for university, or even for a, a residency, um, they have some similarities. And one of these similarities is that you have to be really uh, precise, you have to be honest about what you're writing, and you have to show that you, are, uh, you have dedication and you are motivated to apply for that particular um, subject. But for Kushk residency in particular, uh, they were asking me some questions that I had to make sure that I'm um, replying to them precisely. Uh, for example, they were asking me uh, about uh, what project I'm going to work on uh, while on, uh, I'm in Hungary. That's why um, I write a synopsis from my um, one of my animation projects that I was willing to make. During that time, I wanted to um, go to Hungary. 
Um, but in general, uh, you have to make sure that you are, uh, as I said before, you are precise and you're answering all the questions that are needing from you very clearly. And also you have to always uh, double check your uh, dictation and grammar and make sure you don't have any errors on that as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, please tell us a little bit about your experience at Kashkemet Film. I know Kashkemet Film is one of the main animation studios in Hungary and they have many collaborations with other studios around Europe. So it must have been an exciting experience for you to have this opportunity to work there for months. And also, it would be great if you could tell us anything you know about the history and the background of this studio. Um, yes, that's true. As you said, um, Keshkemet Animation Film Studio is animation studio is one of the most, um, I mean, one of the oldest and I think uh, one of the biggest um, animation studios in Hungary. I think they started working since 1971. Their CEO is uh, Frank Mikolaj, who um, also have been to Tehran some years ago for um Uh, judging uh, the International Animation Film Festival in Tehran as well. And yeah, that's true. Um, uh, the studio itself um, make a lot of like TV uh, programs for Hungary. They do like uh, advertisements, um, short animations, even feature animations. But as you mentioned, they also have a lot of collaboration with other studios in uh, France or Ireland or other countries. But one of the most interesting things that I uh, find out about this studio was the fact that they have a collaboration on some of the very well-known uh, animation in the world, such as Secret of Kells, uh, which was made um, in collaboration with Curtain Saloon in Ireland. And they even has been nominated for Oscars in 2009, I believe. Another collaboration they had is on um, The Red Turtle by Michel Duduk in 2016, which is one of the most uh, well-known animation um, um, that we know. But by the time I was um, going to the studio, they also was working on another a feature film which I think uh, it has recently released and uh, the studio itself were more, uh, working mostly on uh, cleanup uh, or coloring process and shadowing. Uh, so talking about my own ex experience about um, uh, being in the studio, uh, so the first day that I arrived in uh, Keshkemet, um, my own supervisor Laszlo Tote who is an absolutely friendly and welcoming supervisor. Um, he was war warmly welcoming me to the studio and showing me around. And uh, I had a tour on the first day uh, to uh, see the studio. And I found the studio itself very um, interesting because of its um, architecture, I think. And uh, I really love the fact that there were all the, all the posters of the movies that they've been making and all the history of the studio on the wall and in every corridor uh, you've been going uh, there were a lot of posters and the history of this studio but the first uh, two days that I arrived I also had time to um, look around the city a little bit and um, just um, see how is my accommodation and everything which was absolutely superb in my opinion because it was a, a like a, a hotel apartment and um, I find it really comfortable 
So Keshkemet itself um, it comes from the word Keshke, which means goat, uh, and um, I mean in Hungarian. Uh, that's why the symbol of the city uh, is a goat. Another interesting thing for me was the fact that they used uh, the goat symbol, uh, symbol for um, their animation film festival, which is also um, made by the studio. And um, about the city again, um, uh, it wasn't, to be honest, much to see because in comparison to where I live, uh, which is Tehran, and it's a big city, it's very crowded and so, uh, you know, uh, polluted and um, so I mean very 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 busy uh, the city itself was very quiet and calm uh, which I I'm not really used to but um, it was a very um, comforting experience I think and very different from what I'm um, usually I mean from my daily life and routine and uh, the city has some um, lovely church and old theaters and the main square and the town hall are were interesting um so talking a little bit about my um experience and uh, the things that i've learned about the history of the studio itself um um i i, I think um by the time i was there um they were actually working on this project that i've been um, told you about uh but um i i mean my supervisor was busy on that so um another young supervisor was there to lead me with my uh, project and helping me and giving me feedback uh, whenever I needed him. Um, so um, what he was doing was usually uh, whenever I needed any help or I had any questions or something, um, I had to arrange a meeting with him and we usually talk about my projects. And the studio gave me a, a room um, which I was working on it. And I was sharing this room with a good friend of mine, um, um, uh, Melissa, which, uh, she's a, a Mexican-French girl. Uh, she was actually spending time uh, for her internship as an exchange program. So um, another uh, interesting factor about the studio is that they uh, offering exchange programs for uh, students as well. And they, um, so, so uh, I mean, because I was working on an animation and it was my own project. So um, also, by the way, I have to mention that by the time I got there, um, my project changed. And um, when I was talking with my supervisor, instead of uh, doing what was, uh, what I was written in the proposal, I um, actually had to, um, I mean, I was offering them another um, proposal that about the project that I've already done the pre-production part, so only the production part and animating left. So he was mostly interested to see um, that coming to life. That's why I start working on that one instead of the ones that I was writing in the proposal. So um, what, what I actually needed was only a laptop and you know the software uh, for animating, which uh, they actually provided for me, but I was more comfortable to work with my own laptop. So, um, um, you know, I, I really didn't need much facilities that um, they had to give me, but anyway, they were always willing to help and always, um, they were always there to, you know, um, support me in any kind. Um, so going back to um, studios um, history again, uh, what I've learned was that uh, they have a lot of versatile and uh, much diversity into the works that they're doing. They are mostly a 2D based uh, studio, but they were also doing some 
uh, 3D and by the time I was there they were making this uh, gypsy tale uh, tales which I think uh, was a TV program and um, uh, I love it because it was um, kind of like a mixed media like sometimes I, I I've seen that in the studio there were doing some artworks with watercolor and um, then they scan it and they manipulate it a little bit on Photoshop and um, so 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 the the final result is kind of like a combination of 2D and 3D and everything which was kind of unique and uh, I really loved it so um, I think uh, what mostly fascinated me about what they were doing was the fact that they really appreciate their values and their um, culture of Hungarians um, history and all that. They also gave me a pack of DVD uh, as a gift, which was actually a very nice gesture um, about Hungarian folk tales. And uh, that that one also has a very um, interesting um, uh, environment and um, ambience, I would say, that is really, really um, I mean, in, in a very beautiful way, they show the uh, Hungarian culture. You told me you had this chance to travel to some other cities like Budapest and even Vienna in another country. Since one month's residency is a very short time and most artists don't have much time to be able to travel and they have to focus on their projects. How did you manage to develop your project and at the same time go and see other cities as well? How did you plan? What was your secret? <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, actually, it wasn't planned at all because I had no idea um, where I was going, to be honest. Like, um, it was my first time in Hungary and obviously it was my first time in Keshkemet and Budapest. So, um, but I, I, I'm, I really love traveling. So, um, it's one of the best um experiences that I usually have and I'm, I'm always so enthusiastic about like learning about other cultures and trying to get to know people and going around and I'm, I'm just curious person you know um so what I was doing was that um as I mentioned um in the first two days I, ha I had a chance to uh, visit Keshkament a little bit and then I, um, I mean, by the time I had day off or something, uh, I usually during weekends. So I um, had some plans about what I was going to do, where I wanted to go. So uh, that's why I think I've been really lucky to be able to go to Budapest a few times. And one of my favorite things to do is that going to museums and exhibitions and I don't know, just seeing the landmarks of the city. Um, so by the time I was in Budapest, um, I uh, visited the uh, main uh, art museum. And I think uh, at that time they had some works of um, Francis Bacon and some other British uh, painters, which was really, really lovely to see in person. Uh, then after that, in one weekend, I uh, decided to go to Vienna with one of my friends. So she joins me from London and we both went to Vienna. And again, as always, I went to museums and um, obviously uh, you um, cannot miss uh, Klimt and Schiele's um, stunning artworks, you know. And... Um, Oh, and on, on another day, we decided to go to a very random city, uh, Pest, um, which again, another interesting thing for me was that I was seeing the uh, Ottoman 
art and culture uh, i mean the influences of uh a little bit of slum islamic or uh, ottomans like it, uh, they had some mosques there they were really similar to uh, the ones that you see in Istanbul and Turkey, which was really fascinating for me because like in the middle of, you know, Hungary, you suddenly feel like you are in Turkey, um, which was really interesting. Uh, but I think I need to also mention this, that I was working like a, a full-time um, artist there. Like I was going to, to work from um, 9 to 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I was actually working on my project the whole day. And um, I think I kind of managed my time to do other things during, um, you know, during weekend or after um, work to just, you know, travel or go around to see the city and just get a little bit gist of uh, Hungarian culture, like, I don't know, Hungarian dance and Hungarian pubs and everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it needed a little bit like time management, but I was actually um, working the whole time on my project, but I've been lucky enough to um, be able to go and uh, travel to other cities and um, see a little bit more than, um, you know, um, more than always, you know. I'm following your Instagram and Facebook and always amazed by how you communicate with other artists around the world. Big names sometimes. And you're also very active in participating in animations festival that I guess you meet so many of these animation artists from there. Tell me about your experience in participating in those festivals. How do you build these communications and what are the advantages of participating in the festivals in general? Uh, thank you so much for your uh, kindness. So, um, yeah, um, I, I, um, another thing that I really love to do is to get to know other artists and learn about their experiences or uh, just talk with them, get to know them. Um, I, I think uh, communication is so important because you always... Um, learn something new when you're talking to someone. So by the time we were there, um, um, me, my friend and my supervisors, we went to uh, Anilog, an international animation festival in Budapest, um, which is, I think, one of the biggest um, festivals in Hungary, if I'm correct. Uh, we were going to see the opening of uh, Michel Ocelot uh, animation, um and it was like the i i think probably one of the first opening for the movie so it was a very um uh, interesting experience because after after the movie finished we uh, were able to talk with the director himself so uh michel sellout is a, a french animation director and um you know um being able to talk to him after the festival was interesting for me because um you know you know my friend were, was shy and i i think at this point of life when you are in a festival or somewhere you have to put all the shyness and all all this away because uh, sometimes you know it's like one one lifetime chance so you have to just you know be have the courage and go and talk i mean nothing horrible would happen obviously consider if the person is also available and he's willing to talk or anything uh, so he is a creator of azur and asmer and he has um, done so many great movies um, um in uh, other great movies in um animation which are mostly like fairy tale fantasy genre 
So one of the interesting things that when when I introduced myself and I told him that I'm from Iran, it was that he mentioned that he really likes One Thousand and One Nights um, tales, and he was he's really interested in Persian miniatures, Islamic art, even the the art of Safavi, um, which is very famous in Iran. So he has so much interest in Iranian culture and Iranian. Um, you know, art, which was um amazing because uh, I was really fascinated that the French director is so enthusiastic about art culture, while a lot of like maybe Iranians are not that, um, you you know, not that interested in using it. Um, but if you take a look at his work, um, uh, you can see all these influences and inspirations that he has got from Iranian culture into his work, which is absolutely fascinating. So um, I had a really good experience as just going to this festival and talk to a really good director and learn about his uh, influences um, and learn from him, you know. So um, one of the greatest things about festivals is that you... I mean, apart from knowing the skills and um, knowing how to draw, knowing how to animate, I think it's really important to know how to communicate, how to uh, talk with other people, how, how, how to be able to listen and learn from other people. I mean, whereas it's a good or bad experience, you should see that as a positive um, experiences in general. So, you know, um, art process is um you know really slow you need to be really patient in order to get to what you want to do in animation it's all about like um um group work it's all about like um being so patient i mean um as i said it's not only about skills it's also about knowing people in the industry and trying to reach out to people you know um festivals usually bring um, this um, environment for you that you are able to show your portfolio to people or um, get some feedbacks from them or even if you don't do these things you see a lot of like-minded people you see a lot of like um, uh, people with the same mindset or even different mindset that you can learn from and you can be friend with so I have a lot of good friends from all these festivals that I've been going throughout the years whether like there were small workshops so I myself start going to workshops like uh, small ones like schoolism which is like a two days um, uh, workshop and at the beginning I was also so um, you know I was so passionate and I was like so I, I was such a fangirl you know so um, I, I, when, whenever I see famous person I was like oh my god you're amazing you're doing this that I'm such a fan but later on when I start to go to more and more festivals like Annecy like THU or um, I, I don't know other small festivals in UK Manchester London so I've started to learn to actually be more professional you know so what I was doing was trying to control this passion although I have so much respect for all these artists that I know and um, I always learn from even looking at their works the thing is I started to uh, learn how to control that emotion and try to be more professional and while I was reaching them try to 
listen carefully and um, get some feedbacks from them and learn from them. And uh, as I mentioned again, um, it's not about only that, but also um, from these communications, you can even get a job or you can find a lot of good friends. I mean, um, this is so important to have a lot of like good friendships uh, from people from all around the world, which is really lovely. And, you know, art somehow unites people from all around the world and it's the same language that we all have so um i i love this you know this is just something that you um you know you can't buy really by all these experiences how much influence an artist residency has on an artist's career in your opinion um, that's a really good question because, um, to be honest, Kushk was my uh, first time uh, in a residency and I've never had experience like one month going and living in, in somewhere that I have absolutely no idea and uh, just uh, trying to keep up with the culture, trying to learn about it and everything. Um, so as I said, I love traveling. I love to learn about other cultures. So this residency gave me this chance to not only travel and see uh, other beautiful cities uh, in the world, but also get to know a lot of um, lovely people in the industry and make really good friends, um, whether they were like in animation or not. So and now I have a lot of good um, Hungarian friends, you know, and I think um, it's, it's, it's necessary for everyone to kind of, not really necessary, but I think it's, it's good to be open to the opportunities that are, are out there and take the advantage from them in a positive way, obviously, uh, to um, explore the world, to learn about cultures, to, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, whether it's going to be good or bad, they will be like part of you. And that's, beautiful because that makes you who you are so um during one month you can do a lot of things i mean not only um trying to establish your art and having like being in a new environment kind of open your eyes and give you this ease of mind to maybe see things from different views and uh, um, give you this space from your um away from your daily routine in order to um, get your work done and focus on your art. So, um, in my opinion, residencies are cool. I mean, um, the, the experience that I had was absolutely positive and I would definitely recommend it to other people. Um, if, if you are really like, um, I'm a very flexible person myself, like, um, um, I, I can, I can adjust myself to, new environments, new places, and um, talking with different people. I know, I mean, through my experiences, I know how to kind of handle them. But um, I I think just go for it, you know, just just put the freer aside and experience it because in the end, it's going to be fun. Did you find this chance to get familiar with Hungarian animation industry? Um, so to be honest, I was already familiar with uh, Hungarian animation and in general like Eastern Europe animation because um, they have their own school of animation and they're so different from like uh, West Western um, animations and the typical like American or uh, even they're different from other Europeans um, animation. So uh, what 
happened was actually I got to know more specifically about Keshkemet itself and the uh, animations that they were making in uh, the Keshkemet studio. But from, uh, I mean, as far as I know, I hope I'm correct. So um, uh, animation in Hungary, uh, they had this uh, communist era after World War. So um, like the post, um, I think, Second World War time, they... Uh, were um, nationalizing animation and even cinema, I think. That's why uh, they were making mostly like short animation for children and animation was mostly for um, kids. And they didn't have that much freedom of speech. And um, if they want to say something, there were obviously some censorship uh, in their works. But after that, um, the the there are a wave, another wave coming after they had a little bit of like freedom of speech, and there are some really great um, um, social or political short animations that have like a, a bit of like dark humor um, into them. But Hungary in general have a lot of good animators and animations that are. Um, some of them are well-known worldwide, such as The Fly by uh, Frank Rufus, I think, uh, if I'm saying the name correctly. So uh, that, that animation even um, won an Oscar, I think, or got nominated. Uh, it's a, about a fly, and the whole animation is uh, from a fly point of view in the room, which is really, really unique, and I absolutely recommend um, other people to see it if you haven't. Uh, so little by little, actually, animation was not only for children, but they uh, started to creating adult animations. So animations was now for adults as well. They also have really uh, significant and uh, magnificent uh, animation, like experimental animation and under-camera animations with um, sand, with coal, um, which I think with, with sand, one of the most... Um, uh, famous artist is um, uh, Frank Kako. Um, so talking about like recent recent works, um, I know uh, Geza Toad, who also been nominated for Oscars for uh, his short animation Mastero, and um, a little bit more the current one. I think uh, the the Art University of Budapest is. A really good university too that they are actually having some really good standards to um, teaching the youth um, how, how to animate and how to bring their own unique voice into their work so one of them was rabbit and deer uh, back in 2013 which is a student uh, short animation and the the technique is so unique because it's mixed media it's some sort of like combination of 2d 3d cutout and in terms of like um, a technique, um, it's, it's something that you should really see. But in general, I would say what I really love about um, hung Hungarian animations is the fact that they kind of have that national pride into their works and they always kind of are dedicated to their folk tales. And, you know, if you just watch their animation, you learn a bit about their cultures as well. But I would say um, um, the current animation, um, I, I, I think it doesn't have that factor inside them anymore, probably just because, you know, um, the youth and the young people um, are not caring that much about cultures and stuff anymore. I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. But um, what I'm saying is that the old animations are um, more 
relying on the uh, their own cultural values rather than the new animations, which I, I think probably it's almost everywhere. But um, to me, it kind of stands out. So uh, that's my guess only. You were talking about art university in Hungary. So I want to ask about your own education experience. If you got two masters from two different universities, one in Tehran and the other in London, were they really useful for you? I'm such a nerd that I've got two masters in animation. Um, but yeah, um, I, you know, in in art and animation, uh, to be honest, usually. Um, Education is not, I mean, education in terms of just going to particular schools is not that important. I wouldn't, uh, what I mean is that it's your work and your portfolio and your um, consistency about doing what you love that matters the most. But if you're lucky enough to go to good schools that um, can teach you or you are able to get to good classes or good teachers in your life, then Uh, this will give you opportunity to um, have trials and fails less. So um, it just makes your progress uh, faster, I would say. Uh, so for me, uh, I was always interested in art since I was a kid. So um, but when, when art grew up, I was like 15 or 16 that I got to know that, oh, people make animation, that's cool. And uh, I started to uh, learn about it on the internet and just, I don't know, I was... such a geek finding blogs of people and emailing them and asking them how should I get into the industry and blah 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 so um, uh, one of the things was uh, that um, in Iran we don't have a BA in animation so I studied visual communication instead which was the closest thing that I could study back in that time then I got accepted in Tehran University and studied animation directing By the time I was doing that, I was also applying for um, um, universities in UK and trying to get out of Iran, you know. And um, 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 then I got accepted to University of Bournemouth for a um, master. So the experiences were two different experiences because in uh, um, UK, master's is only one year and it's almost like a... Um, transition between BA and um, PhD, I think, like, um, you know, the, the university t teaching me something new was the fact that I was able to uh, focus on my art and animation for a year and also use the facilities of the university, which was really amazing for me. But I think Arts University of Bournemouth has a really, really good uh, BA and they're established uh, Uh, course is uh, so uh, good that they teach you the fundamentals of 2D and um, animation really really well and uh, it's a really well-known animation for um, I mean uh, university for uh, 2D animation whereas in Iran uh, because you don't have a, a solid BA course you start to learn everything and all the fundamentals like drawings how to animate um, by the time you are in master so that's the difference between them but another um, thing that I really love about like uh, especially like BA because as I said master's is really like it's a very small course it was only like six of us and um each of us had individual projects so um it wasn't like we are working on something so it it was pretty much individual uh, project but in their ba course um one of the things that i really love was the fact that they uh, at their um uh, 
uh, and their uh, in their last year they were starting to do this group project which i think this is the absolutely most important thing that you have to learn while making animation because anyway you have to make animation in groups you have to ha collaborate with other people and again communication is so important you ha you have to learn like how to listen how to give feedback how to receive feedback you know and um, to me that was really cool because every person had this chance to deliver their story and idea and then they were vote on uh, who's going to uh, I mean, they were voting on the stories, which one is the best. And when the stories were selected, they were, uh, I mean, each person depends on what kind of abilities they have, whether they're good in storyboard, whether they're good in an animating or, I don't know, character design or anything. They were doing it um, in a way that, um, uh, you, you know, each person have different responsibilities. So they were in pairs or groups and um, they were creating an animation by the end of the year. So what was happening was that by the end of the year, they had like five or six um, short animations that they were all complete. And, and they, were, they were almost, they looked so good that they had a chance to go to different festivals and they had the chance to, I mean, each student had the chance to present themselves in the festival, which is really fascinating. But I think we didn't have this chance to um, experience that sort of things um, in, in Iran at least, uh, but, uh, in the course that we had. Again, it was all individual work. And if you want to get help from others, you were um, free to do that. But it wasn't like in a uh, way that you had to learn how to do it, you know. And I think that's it. So um, um, at the end of the day, all, the, all you have to do is just to be able to have a solid portfolio and present yourself well and uh, be just gentle and nice and be good in communication. During this COVID-19 pandemic, I've been following many artists in social media to see how they spend these times and you are one of the most active ones. I'm really amazed by seeing how you try to use your time in this efficient way. So I think you are one of the best people to answer this question of how are you spending your time these days? How the coronavirus is affecting your everyday life? How are you staying connected in a time of social distancing? Oh, wow, yes. <laughs> Corona kind of um, um, slow down the pace of life in all of us um so um to be honest it was really hard at the beginning so everyone was so frustrated everyone was panicking um i was the same so but i think um we have to kind of now um try to uh learn how to cope with it in a way so what i was doing obviously i had much free time because a lot of my plans and trips and everything got canceled so um i, I started to um, create content uh, about animation mostly on my social media and my Instagram, which is Arzu Art. If you like, you can follow it. It's A R E Z O U Art. Um, I always write in English, so what I was thinking that um, um, to uh, some somehow start writing in Persian as well, because you know, you know, uh, during this time, a lot of like artists are um, generous enough to um, give away their tutorials or. I don't know their uh, their courses for some um, with discounts and stuff. So I think it's really nice thing uh, to do, but um, it's a good 
time for people who have less access to this information to uh, use use from internet you know um social media right now is a really great thing that you can present yourself you can learn from other people and you there are so many so many online courses that are really great and there's i mean thousands of thousands uh, tutorials that you can learn from so the amount of information that are out there is um a lot but you have to be really clever how to use them um so by the time of corona as i mentioned there are a lot of things like that but what i did was to introducing uh, some uh, books uh, both in english and farsi and also introducing some artists in animation and what i'm planning to do is to have my own podcast in the future which uh, i most probably will talk about um some some sort of um you know um resources and artists and interviews and all that i also i mean what i did was um taking some online courses myself i was attending an online festivals and um, yeah i mean i i i basically try to find a way around to cope and deal with corona and um just just um you know you you can just stay in that phase of negativity all your life so what i did um was trying to somehow um level up my skills in a way but as i mentioned what i'm doing currently is um creating content on my social media uh, about mostly animation in both um english and farsi so everyone is welcome to my page and i really hope that they uh can use this information or learn something new thank you so much arezu for sharing these amazing experiences and stories with us thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and i wish everyone's um so much luck and uh, just stay safe and healthy and do what you can do the best and keep drawing and have fun in your art i guess so uh, thank you thank you so much for your time thank you so much for listening to the third episode of kush talk If you'd like to get in touch with us about anything you hear in the show or interested to know more about our programs, you can email us at info@kushresidency.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram or subscribe to our mailing list to stay in the loop.